Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. We're your uh, co-host again for this real-time recording of the Ministry of Geek podcast. We've been going for about six months now, Richard. We have. This episode 16, or uh, episode F, if you're in hexadecimal. No, I think... Is it episode 16? That was last so. week. No, was this it? is episode 17. Oh, so that's F1. <laughs> F1. Formula 1. F- awesome. F1. Wow. Yeah. Gee, you, you're like losing time. You know, kind of... Not remembering that we've been recording this. You're right. Yeah. I, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an N minus one kind of guy. All oh, right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what, what you been geeking out on? Well, I thought we'd lead out with Firefox. It was launched uh, very recently in the last few days. Uh, Firefox four, of course. Sorry, not the original Firefox. It's been around for a little time. <laughs> we talked about uh, this quite a bit last time about browsers and things. So it's yeah. It's a so good it's uh, you know good it's faster. Uh, it's um, it's it looks different. Well, it's uh, 0.5 uh, more than the last version I had. Yeah, and faster. And yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. um, to me it felt like um, you know it felt um, you know 33 percent thinner, 15 percent lighter. <laughs> I like um, the awesome bar. The awesome uh, bar. Yeah, the awesome bar. Do you not uh, know the awesome bar? The awesome bars, I think, just the uh, kind of what, like where you type in the URL and things, but they've right. kind of given it a. So it's no longer the address bar. No, what? no, it's awesome. It's really awesome. Uh, have you been using it on Windows, presumably? Yes. Yeah, I've been using it on um, Mac. Uh, Maybe it's not an awesome bar on Windows. Maybe it's no, still uh, an address bar on Windows. Well, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the Mac confers upon it um, a degree of awesomeness. Yeah, particularly, that, that you don't particularly, get on Windows, particularly once you get Thunderbolt. Uh, <laughs> Thunderhole. Thunderhole? <laughs> yeah. No. So I haven't got a Thunderhole-capable uh, right. machine. But no, it's awesome. I, I liked it. I, You know what I wish they would do, though, is add that feature like Chrome has, where you can just type any old thing into the awesome bar, and if it can't figure out what the URL is, it does a search. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like, I mean, you like that in Chrome? Well, yeah, I don't use Chrome. Uh, yeah, because right, yeah, Google's yeah, evil. Yeah, so you what? Use uh, Google as your search engine? I do because uh, <laughs> it's useful as, evil, yeah, as well true, as evil. True. So, like today, I uh, you know I wanted to use. Uh, I thought I'd finally try Wolfram Alpha. I was in a big Wolfram meeting. Alpha. Yeah, Wolfram Alpha. Wolfram Alpha. Oh, yeah, I was in a big meeting. Of, we were trying yeah. to make a trying to make yeah. an important decision. I couldn't make that decision, so I thought I'd just you know. I, I knew that Google wouldn't come up with a good answer, so it's I thought I'd Wolfram, I Wolfram yeah. Alpha, it. and uh, it's an it's an awkward name, so I had to Google that, and uh, so yeah, right. I do use Google. I, I think it's. It's good at, good at search, uh, and I'm, I'm sure the browsers. They're really good uh, at advertising. Good. Really, yeah. really good at advertising. I've found. Well, yeah, in fact, they make a lot of money out of advertising, uh, don't they? Yeah, which is why they give everything else for free because they're so damn generous. And, so you know, they make a lot of money out of advertising. It's not that easy to use. They do try and make yeah. it easy. I've got some AdWords out for my uh, brother-in-law's website. Um, really? I just can't get it. I just can't give the money to Google. <laughs> I, I've. Um, I've, we've been using this uh, Google Docs a lot lately, Richard, as our means of uh, collaboration when we're out of the studio. And I, I tried to use a mobile, Google Docs mobile, and it absolutely was difficult to use. I, I wanted to use harsher language than that, but again, I want to keep uh, away from the explicit lyrics. I, I can say harsh things. Yeah, you can. No, I'm not yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, but have you tried using it like from a phone or a, you know outside of a desktop browser? It is, it's really difficult to use. Yeah, well, I think it's more of a browser-based application. Well, I yeah, think it's I, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having said that, it's like most things I find with um, Google products is that if you persevere you do get better. So although I sort of swore it at multiple times when I was trying to do it from my phone at the bus stop, I, I kept trying, I kept trying, and eventually I reached a level of proficiency where I was able to type a whole sentence without swearing. Wow. So that, that was yeah. quite good. Um, and it's a bit like Gmail. Some people are absolute wizards with the Gmail interface and then all the shortcut commands to 
um, you know, the JKLI, I think it's J and K, allows you to, you know, scroll back and forth between messages. Doesn't? Yeah, exactly. You're not a power user. Uh, no, clearly not, no. Product. no. Well, neither am I. I've just I, I actually download most of my mail into Thunder, Thunderbird. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you're a Thunderbird user. Yeah, well, I, you know, I check, I've got like four different mail accounts, so yeah. I, I need that amalgamated right. view of the world. Okay. When I'm not using my iPad or my iPhone or my mm. Some other device. You actually, actually, it's interesting. Actually, yeah, yeah, once upon a time, you know, a piece of mail I would have just downloaded once, but now I generate oh. huge amounts of internet traffic downloading it's it to so many different devices. Highly distributed. It's your form of backup. It's really, almost isn't a it? cluster, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Cluster of cluster of email. <laughs> highly, crap. highly available uh, <laughs> mail messages. Yeah, yeah I, actually, habitually, I I hardly ever use um, desktop mail products anymore. So I used to, you know, always use mail um, from my home machine, and you know, dutifully every night, or you know. Uh, download my mail and go through it and all that stuff. And now I'm finding, yeah, I, I just tend to clear mail from my phone more than anything. And then if I'm at home, I tend to use my iPad. What, what do you do? You, so you're not worried that, that so, so what sort of, you use Gmail for your mail? Oh, uh, I use Gmail, I've got ISP mail, I've got my work email. So right, so you leave, all your mail, you leave all your mail out on the, on yeah, the ISP? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. And, um, you're not worried about the Patriot Act? You're not worried about your email being seized by the US government? Not particularly, right. no, because... Uh, I, I mean, I've seen, yeah. I've seen your email to me, and I, I can see why you're not worried. <laughs> There's nothing um, secretive there. No. Um, I haven't been working on any sort of covert, uh, you know, missions or deals with uh, agencies or governments that the United States would be concerned about. So. You disappoint me. You really do. Yeah. I don't have top, top, top secret clearance with the New Zealand government like you do, Richard. <laughs> Uh, no, and, and having vouched for you, I, I know that you probably have that. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about Google evil. So, you're yeah. going to use the going to use the Google Plus one. Um, I'll wait till it gets a plus two. Plus two. Yeah, I like you know me. You're the minus one kind of guy. I'm more the sort of plus two. I want to wait for the next revision. It's a crappy name. Plus one. Yeah, it actually took me a while to figure it out. And actually, I still don't. Is it a geek kind of reference? Is apparently it a nerd so. kind yeah, of plus one? Plus one. Is it like oh, I like that. Oh, plus one. Is that what it means? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of like a, a shortcut for me too, maybe. Me. Plus one, plus two. Yeah, it's crap. Yeah. Well, That's well, never going to take off. It should be plus N, actually. Let's put it in the same yeah. category as Yahoo Buzz. Uh, Google Buzz? Uh, okay. Yeah. Google Buzz? Yeah, yeah, what was Yahoo's one? Fuzz. Fuzz. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yahoo Buzz? Okay. Yeah. So, right, uh, so, yeah, are you going to stick with Firefox? Because you're you're a Firefox man from way back. Aren't oh you? yeah, you love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, I might go to IE ten on Windows eight, <laughs> which apparently was announced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. apparently they're writing the code for. It. Oh, I I just assume they stopped yeah. for a few years, but apparently they keep going. Oh no, actually, big ups to IE nine. I, I gave it a test drive um, last week on the Mac. Uh, in a virtual in a Windows Seven VM on a Mac, yeah. Right. So it ran it ran really well actually. I was quite impressed. Yeah, well, surface web. Um, do we need all this browser? No, we, do, well, we don't necessarily. But I, I I don't mind it because you know people like their different browsers. Yeah. And well, it fuels innovation, I suppose. It, isn't it? Yeah, and browsers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really need it, but you know, I think it's great that if you're on Windows and if you're buying Windows. Um, you know, like the vast majority of Windows users don't ever get a different browser, so it's great that they're making, you know, Microsoft's making a decent so browser. Those those people should make a pretty good, uh, pretty good migration across to Chromos. Uh, yes, just, yeah. no browser no. choice really. <laughs> no. just, that's it. <laughs> your, your browser is your OS. You get, yeah. get where you. I I still, as I was saying last week, I'm still really wanting to hold out on IE6. Um, so you know, let, let's let's not give up on that. It's still an important part of our history, Richard. Okay. So so stick with it. I'm, 
I'm going to be a holdout. Hey, I went, um, went to go and have a play with a Nintendo 3DS today. Yeah. Hold a three-dimensional game in your hand. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, the, the device would be three-dimensional. Yeah, well, well yeah, it could have been. Yes. I, I say I went. I was actually quite unsuccessful. Oh. Uh, yeah, they, they seem to have been selling like hotcakes. So, unfortunately, the local JB Hi-Fi uh, that I went to um, said I couldn't. And that they, the one sort of unit they did have, they had to put back into stock. And unless I wanted to pay good money for it, I, I wasn't going to be able to fondle it. Which I thought was not really um, great for me, because I don't like to buy things without touching them and feeling yeah, them. Yeah. So I um, played with the box. The box, I have to say, was extraordinarily three-dimensional. Yeah. Um, sides on, you know... Six did, sides. Did it, like when you yeah. open it, did it say, you know, uh, crafted by Nintendo <laughs> in Tokyo? Yeah, kind of that Apple thing. Um, Did you no, feel a good experience designed when you opened in, the box? Designed in Tokyo, designed made in, made Tokyo in Shenzhen. By? Yeah, yeah. No, it it didn't quite have that sort of solid. It didn't have the solidity of an Apple box, I have right. to say. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely in three D. Oh, it was definitely in three D. And actually, if I kind of held it at the right angle and squinted a little bit, even the pictures on it yeah. had that kind of three D. This is a this is a bit of a non story, really, isn't it? it? It is. I was really <laughs> really looking for, and I said I sent you a text yesterday to say, oh, yeah, you know, ooh. I'm going to go and check yeah. out the Nintendo three DS. On the Nintendo, I think. Maybe I, if you'd actually, maybe if we'd, we'd gone. Oh well, it was only launched today, wasn't it? It was, ah, okay. but I didn't think it would be. Uh, so shall we put this uh, put this with your review of the iPad too? Oh, I actually managed to touch an iPad. Oh, too. Well done, because uh, you know I was like, oh, well, that's a bit bit disappointing. I couldn't really hold three dimensions in my hand. Uh, so I wandered over to the other part of three, uh, JB Hi-Fi and they had a couple of iPad twos. Yeah, and they and were in three D. They were again in three D. Yeah. Uh, also in aluminium, one white, one black. Um, yeah, it felt pretty much like what you'd expect an iPad 2 to feel like. I, To be honest, it didn't feel markedly lighter, but then I'm not that sensitive to weight. It felt thinner, and it was flatter. Um, that's really all I can say about it. So, right. Yeah. What about the gyroscope? Uh, I didn't really have anything to test it with. Really? Was I mean, it, it was probably bolted down anyway. No, well, it was um, cabled. Tethered. It was tethered. tethered. So yeah. that makes it yeah. a little bit difficult. Yeah. yeah. To really swing it and get yeah. the full effect. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, it seemed fine. It seemed fast. Okay. And, uh, it was all good. Cool. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm fascinated by this. You've written down here that you're, you're very excited about ZFS coming. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, Who ZFS isn't? has been around for a while. Well, yes. But I assume it, you're not talking about it coming to Windows either, are you? No. No, I'm quite excited about ZFS coming potentially. Well, I mean, it's been talked about um, to Mac. They, they talked about it um, maybe being released as part of Snow Leopard a long time ago. And I think it might have uh, read-only access. So if you mount a ZFS file system, you can read it from um, Snow Leopard. But you can't do it read-write. And there's some guys that had been working on it, I think, with Apple, and are now going to commercialise an offering. And to me, that's quite exciting because it's kind of the um, this moving towards a really scalable, reliable file system without having, you know, really, really super reliable hardware. So I can just sort of add heaps and heaps of storage. Uh, Which is good because yeah. most storage hardware we use isn't very, very reliable. reliable. And I don't really want to buy a really uh, expensive. Um, high availability sort of rated uh, enclosure. Do you think it's too um, little, too late to to avoid the the move to cloud based storage? Uh, no, because I I, I want to. You see how I said that with a straight face. <laughs> I, I want to like diversify. I want to have a kind of a hybrid cloud that's partly private cloud, partly public cloud. So I, I get a great deal of comfort in knowing that I've got some storage under my control, Richard. So you're a bit like the Merchant yeah. Navy. You want you want to disconnect every port. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? So one here, one in the US, yeah, yeah. one in Shenzhen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I want to be able to like, just add drives willy-nilly yeah. and have ZFS add that to a virtual pool of storage and look after that. It's got built-in data integrity. It's the ultimate geek file system, frankly. What about, what about the average user? Do I don't think it's aimed at the average user. It's aimed at oh. the geek user. And you'd actually have to pay money. And I would actually be prepared to pay money to well, get that, this that mu- um, opera- file system. Must be good then. So it must be good, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm not usually prepared to pay for much. Yeah. But I don't know. You, you rely on a lot of uh, cloud storage, don't you? I do rely on a reasonable amount of cloud storage. Mm. Um, you know, I, I had constraints as to how much cloud storage I could consume uh, based on bandwidth, bandwidth. caps and yeah. all the usual rubbish that well, goes with the New Zealand market. Yeah. So, you know, I've still got, you know, lots of spinning disk in my house. Mm. Have you got it, um, any kind of RAID enclosure? Because I know we've talked about NAS uh, in the past and previous episodes and uh, you and I have got a lot of just, you know, direct attached storage. I've got a little bit of NAS storage. But I've got no sort of rated storage. No, I've got no rated storage. Yeah, and I should. I figure I've got, you know, you know, you're talking about the original disc and you're talking about another disc that's got the backup. It's kind of a... <laughs> it's manual it's raid. A, manual, manual raid. Manual uh, uh, mirroring, isn't I've it? I've got redundancy, isn't that mm. enough? Raid no. minus one? No, no. I, th- I think, you know, if, we're not really good geeks, are we, if no. we haven't got that. So, no, I'm look, so I'm looking forward to the ZFS. I'm sorry if uh, you're not going to be able to partake in that in the Windows world. i got a Mac. Well, you, you have, but you don't really use it. No, like that's true. Hey, um, are you still running Solaris in, on anything? Or are you running Solaris? I know you love Sun and, you know, all things Sun. And that that's kind of... Um, no, I think the, set, the, the set really... The, the Sun really set on Solaris, I think, when uh, Oracle... <laughs> Oracle bought it. Oracle well, you bought. can keep it alive. Um, you know? No. Uh, yeah, I, look, I had this, you know, uh, my work... Uh, my old work, actually... Selling off PCs very cheaply, but they, yeah. they wouldn't sell them with Windows licenses. And I thought, well, I had to put Linux on it. And no, yeah, that was a that was Solaris a Solaris three. It was a passion killer for me, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter how cheap these PCs were; I wasn't going to run them if they had to have Linux on them. Oh, no, I just hate anything X. Well, like Unix. Yeah, like Unix, Linux, Linux. Oh, I love um, it. OS X. No, I mean, if you put a nice enough user interface over it, like like OS X does, then, yeah. then it's okay. But, oh, but yeah, it's one of those. Days. It's one of those. It's almost. It's all. It's always been almost there. It's yeah, always been almost. It's, it's like, like yeah, I'm kind of happy till I get into the package manager hell, and then I'm just like, oh, look, I just want to download stuff and double click it, like I do in Windows. Or, yeah. You know, or, or I, I have to say, I prefer the Mac way, which is you know, kind of drag it across, and it all kind of works. I don't like this, that you're starting to like Apple stuff, Richard. It's Well, I've got to give it the occasional concession. I have to admit where it's actually quite good. Yeah, even saying nice things about MacOS, it's kind of disconcerting. I'm kind of so used to you being a bit of a hater that that's been an important part of our our friendship. That uh, now (sighs) it's becoming (laughs) same-same. Hey, one thing I noticed, you know, was I just think about when I was playing with this um, iPad 2, is all these people that keep talking about how you can mirror... The iPad, if you connect a VGA or HDMI cable to it through a dongle, and then using the iPad uh, to play, I think maybe you can only do this on iPad too, play video games on like your big screen TV. Wow. Using your iPad as a controller. And there's been a lot of talk you know, in the blogosphere about people maybe ditching their consoles and using their iPads as, as kind of like pseudo consoles. And for the life of me, I think this is just a really dumb well, yeah, personally for me, a really dumb idea. The last thing I want to do is trying to hold this thing when it's got a big dongle thing off the end of it. Uh, have you, That's have you, your only issue? If it didn't have the dongle, it would be a great idea? Uh, may No, 
actually. Where's it's the rum- ne- Where's the rumble pack? Yeah, where's exactly. The, where's the? Oh, you know, that, I just find, I it's just, not good to do that with. And I just, yeah. yeah, and I also find that you know those those controls where you just kind of touch. need a thumbstick. Yeah, that's not the, the touch equipment of that's just rubbish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I like something. To I don't think Microsoft are nervous. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think there's um, any worry about that because. Having um, a PS3 controller or an um, Xbox 360, they feel so much better in the hand. You know, you've yeah. got the weight of it. it it's custom molded to your to your fingers. You know, I think that's good. I don't think, as you say, no. no every time I get my iPad out, my, t- my children take it off me. Yes, so no. you know, I couldn't yeah. play games anyway. Yes, no, that, that's silly. I, the Ministry yeah. of Geek says that that's a silly trick. You heard that first. It's and, never going to take and, off. And stop doing that, please. Yeah, no, people are never no going to play games on their phones either. Oh no. That's that's crazy talk too. Hey, if you do, hey, a way to get around that. Have you seen the um, Amazon test drive for mobile apps? So this is like a. Uh, I was just reading up about it. It's Amazon's app store, and they allow you to basically test drive applications before you buy them, which I think is an absolutely awesome idea. And the way they do it is they spin up a uh, an Android virtual machine in the EC2 cloud, and then they run. You know, they basically install and run the apps inside the VM. And apparently, um, it you know, you get like 30 minutes of playtime before the thing runs out. And to me, this is like fantastic. I could basically have a whole Android experience without actually having to own a phone just by using that. Can't use it from outside the United States at the moment, but I'm sure they'll sort that out. So it's still quite an expensive option. You'd have to fly to Hawaii. Well, for now. Yeah. Well, if you use a proxy... Um, and Proxy for you? Proxy for me, you know, an IP proxy, so it thinks that I'm in the United oh, States okay. and I'm not in the United States. I think they're um, onto that kind of stuff. No, they're not. They don't care about things like that. But isn't that awesome? Being able to run like a whole, you know, app environment and a VM in the Amazon cloud uh, without having your own, you know, Android I'm really device. not that excited about that. I have to <laughs> say, oh, I've, you know, I've come across a number of. Um, you can play games though. Thirty minutes of playing a, a, an app that you, you know, normally have to buy. Yeah, well, yeah. And so let me draw. Let me draw the analogy. Um, so some of the products that you used to be able to download, um, and I don't want to name any vendors, but you know that you used to be able to download and you try for thirty days. Now they give you like yeah, like this thirty minutes, t- two hours on a VM. Yeah, and, and I needed that thirty days because generally I've got the attention span of a of a sparrow, true, and so true. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just bored. I'll come back to that in a couple of days. <laughs> and you know, it's like, well, you had your chance, mate. You've had your VM. You've had your VM yeah, time. Yeah. Clear off. Oh, I don't think they limit you to that one thirty-minute slot. I'm sure you could have a break and then come back for another thirty minutes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure whether this would actually allow you to connect to a it's sort of run a cloud the, service. Can I, will this yeah. all run from the Kindle? Uh, probably not, Richard. Oh, okay. What's with the Kindle? What's what's with your love affair with the Kindle? Is it? Are they ever going to like produce a new one that that is going to be colour and that allows you to you know? Watch video on the more like the more you that? talk, the more you talk, the more you don't understand. You demonstrate <laughs> that you know, don't I know, understand. I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to you know rouse in the whole Kindle thing. I think it's a, it's a lovely idea. There's a real purity to it. But do you do you think they're going to release a a tablety type device? I mean, they're doing a lot of cool stuff now. They got that um, test drive thing. They've got music in the cloud. I don't know if that's actually legal or whatever, but they're doing some pretty interesting things. Amazon's. Um, I think they're gearing up for something. Big. I hope so. I think they're yeah. making the market interesting because I think you know Android's a bit dull. Yeah. Uh, iOS, you know, it still looks to be the best there. Yeah. Uh, WebOS. Oh, I think yeah, that'd be good. Could be good. Yeah. I'd like to see Amazon do something with Amazon. Are the only ones that are really, really demonstrated a good, you know, uh, as they say, uh, a rival sort of ecosystem. Mm. It's a closed ecosystem like Apple's. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, but sometimes you that. need that closeness to get a good experience. So mm. yeah, be interesting to see. 
Hey, well, just to finish off on um, VMs and stuff, uh, I was, saw this thing about RIM and their playbook and what they were going to do to up their uh, application you know, portfolio. And instead of actually providing a decent SDK so people could actually write native apps for the playbook on their QNX OS, uh, they were just going to allow you to run Android apps in a VM on QNX. That's... Smart. So this is kind of like the test drive thing that Amazon's doing, but actually doing it on your tech. Well, do you think it's smart? I mean, would you would you kind of like want to buy Sounds something? Sounds kind of slow. Would you want? Well, no, well, no, not necessarily. Virtualization's um, a pretty legitimate way of running stuff nowadays. I think people always assume that we're in this old world of where virtualization is really slow. You know, on a um, x86 architecture, virtualization is pretty much supported in hardware now, so you get pretty good yeah, performance. You've still got to run the whole operating system on top of it. I'm not talking about right. virtualization in terms of separating the, the hypervisor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's above it. I'm talking about the fact that I'm running two complete operating systems side by side and that's got to have some overhead. And coming back to this, you know, you know your previous this, yeah. podcast where you talked about the purity of these tablets, about how they're simplistic and we don't want to go back to them being computing devices it's all supposed to blah, blah, blah. Right. Totally, totally. It seems uh, like a step backwards. Well, I think I think it is. It's running like, like I, running fusion, <laughs> you know. From a... and, and actually, where I was getting to is, I I think this is a really sucky idea that Rim's going with, and either it shows that they're completely desperate here to sort of get into the kind of small mobile um, computing game, or they've got some incredible tech under their, um, you know, their shirts that they want to show us. I, I think it's more they've got um, no idea. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably for diehard geeks and nerds, frankly, who just want, you know, lots and lots of apps. Yeah, I mean... And, and don't want know, just 30 minutes. I've met, uh, I've met people that, you know, they, they, they really go into this tech, you know, like people who, who say the best thing about the Nokia operating system is you can drop down to the, the Linux kernel and you can do, like, a PS and list all the processes and kill them. Well, can you? And that's, you know, that's, <laughs> hey, that's like a an good Android. thing. Like, like an Android. Like an Android. Yeah, yeah. an Android is the same. It's like, like uh, you need a. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the mm. yeah that's the thing that's missing for me. Yeah. On the iPhone. I thought the funniest thing though when I was um, doing a bit of reading about this is uh, I was looking at some of the comments uh, on some and I can't remember what the blog was, but some commenter was absolutely raving about how um, QNX has has got POSIX compliance. As if that actually matters somehow good. to the average day consumer. That's good. Yeah, but also I thought there's slight um, kind of dichotomy with the Rim calling its thing the playbook because Rim's always been a really corporatey kind of brand. You know, you know our organisation at work uses uh, Blackberries, and I think part of the reason why we use Blackberries because it's got that sort of very conservative corporate feel to it. And here they are releasing a product probably for the enterprise market with the word play in it. Which yeah, just look, kind I just, of, uh, look, yeah, it's not going to work. I don't love the tone of this podcast, but I struggle with this tune, this name and all. Playbook, playbook, playboy, playboy. rim, rimming. Oh, oh, oh yeah, there's just sexual connotation all <laughs> over this particular device. So I, I'm really uncomfortable. Are you? Yeah. Oh, even if it has got POSIX and compliance, you know. <laughs> well, actually, that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know. Clearly sleeping with the enemy by running Android apps. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think it's, it's it's interesting. I can't wait to see sort of how it plays out. I feel that these are kind of really desperate attempts, though, uh, to kind of you know jump into the game. And you know, Rim's kind of weird. They've got like two CIO, uh, two CEOs, which is you know it's not usually bad enough having one chief executive, but having two kind of like sounds like a Nokia kind of model. Is it? Yeah, yeah, they did that too, didn't they? Well, not quite CEO, but certainly level below. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, 
I'm not convinced. Oh yeah. well, I, I worked for a company that had uh, two CEOs. Yeah, oh, how'd that go? For it you? failed. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Maybe they needed three. You yeah. don't want to go off an even number. You want to like have a an odd number so you can have like a tiebreaker. True. Uh, you know, the Holy Trinity kind of thing. No, well, now now we're just moving into you know uh, management. We could be a management podcast. <laughs> Things to know about how to run your company. Manage, yeah. Management geeks. Hey, did you turn off for Earth Hour? I I, I did turn off. Um, for real? Well, I turned off Earth Hour. Uh, right. Which yeah. is uh, I didn't I didn't tune in. No, no, I, it kind of bypassed me. I, did, I think if, it was if in a I, car. If I had it like um, with push notifications to one of my eye devices that it was Earth Hour, then maybe I would have known. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of electricity going. Yeah, so sorry, Earth. Um, I'll try try next year because I think saving that hour out of all the thousands of hours in a year uh, that would that would have made a difference. <laughs> you, you, I, I'm you, gen- no, in all seriousness, I'm genuinely, I genuinely uh, am attempting to use less, using less electricity. Yeah. I'm still constantly surprised by how much electricity my uh, my TV uses. Do, do you? You've got one of those um, electricity meter things, haven't you? I have. Yeah, that you plug yeah. into the wall. They're very good. Yeah. And you know, doesn't that use power itself? So yeah, but not it very much. Take it. It's off? got a vampire feed, but yeah, that's a small price to pay to know how much electricity you're using. <laughs> mm. I was kind of surprised my dryer and my washing machine didn't didn't use as much as I thought by the TV. Yeah, it just seems really? consistently so you suck, it did, consistently sucks. A give kilowatt, me some numbers here. Kilowatt a day. Kilowatt, and that's oops. Uh, and that's when it's just in standby. Oh no, that's, that's a typical no. That's a typical use of a day. So so don't get me wrong. It's like it's not bad mm-hmm. considering how how long it's used. But it's more the fact that it's kind of a kilowatt every day, and therefore you know, oh, it's a little bit more. That's than that. like so it's 30, about eight kilowatts yeah. a week. Wow, eight nine kilowatts a week. So yeah, and the dryer only runs at about six or seven. So you even though even though the dryer yeah. looks more intense, you use it yeah. much less, and therefore exactly, it's about um, how often you use these things, yeah. isn't it? So you know, now that I know that, um, it's not going to change my behaviour at all. <laughs> Well, maybe you could just like ban television in your well, house, that, yeah. you know, and and do your bit for the earth, Richard. Do you? Do your I could, bit. I could. Yeah. Uh, what I what I actually did was if I plugged it plugged it somewhere else, if I could find something else I can solve. <laughs> That's one of those things. Though, yeah. Just just knowing just knowing doesn't necessarily change anything. Uh, right. Mm. Yes. I think I think it's good to. I'd like to borrow your meter thing one yeah, day if you sure. you've allowed me. And plug it into some of my devices. Yeah, I'd be interested in this, uh, this. I'm frightened uh, to know G4. how much. Uh, well, no, I'm frightened to know how much the Mac Pro uses. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a horrendous heater. It's getting into winter though, so that's a good thing. That's it's positive. Of, yeah, uh, you know, heat up the room and uh, keep me warm and stuff. Hey, I got a new toy this this week, Richard. Mm. I don't know if it, it is. A, it's, a, it's kind of a. It is a gadget, isn't it? Would you consider a gadget? I think this is like this is like a cool gadget. It's a um, it's a little mini micro helicopter. Uh, actually, well, I'll tell you the brand of it. It's a Sima S or S Y M A Sima Sima. It's a Chinese brand S one hundred and seven, and it's a coaxial uh, micro helicopter. Which uh, what I love about these is, is they, they've really evolved in terms of oh, you know, the the construction materials. Fantastic. It's all metal um, body uh, with plastic bits, obviously. Uh, they're a bit like computers, really, aren't yeah. they? The, 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 the you pay you over time. You, Pay less and less, but we get more. More, and more. more. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Because um, it almost looks worth. Oh, $65. More than, more than the sixty dollars. I know. I when when I was in the mall, and I have to say it was an impulse buy, and the guy was sort of um, you know flying the little helicopters, and I walked past, and it just caught my eye, um, as these things do, and he and I asked him, and I expected to be you know hundred dollars or more, and he said sixty five dollars. Done. You know that that's I'm losing money not buying that. Having <laughs> um, having then done a bit of research, found that I could probably buy it a little bit cheaper online. I still think it was good value for money. And compared to an earlier micro uh, helicopter that I got given as a gift a f- 
few Christmases ago, this thing is like built like a tank. Luckily, it doesn't have the aerodynamics of a tank. It's got the aerodynamics of a helicopter. And, oh, it's, inc- and it's also um, got a gyroscope built in to it, a bit like my iPhone, I suppose, uh, which means it's incredibly stable to fly. Okay, let's run this baby up. Okay, um, it's going to generate a lot of lift. Yeah, go, go. Cool. Ooh, ooh. Bring it close to the uh, microphone yeah, here. Yeah. Okay, I'm letting it go. Oh, no, no, oh, no. no. Oh, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. okay, let's okay. turn it off now. You didn't, that didn't damage the blades, I hope. But yeah, so that, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's very good. Yeah, um, and I think you should get one, Richard, and then we could sort of fly them together. Maybe okay. we could even fly them concurrently whilst we're podcasting. Yeah, uh, and, that, sure. and that would be, um, you know, that would probably be a world's first. So you'd say that was the coolest radio control thing you know? Uh, well, I've only I've only owned like remote uh, radio controlled cars. Yep. And I kind of I find those a bit dull because they're a little bit two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Those only mm-hmm. go on the ground. And then the previous one of these didn't last very long. And and, and this is definitely my favourite remote controlled um, device I've ever ever owned. And I believe that I probably ever will own because I, I wow. can't see myself going up to the next level. Okay. Are you going to take us in the next level? Uh, well, I was going to say, I've had a radio-controlled hovercraft. That was kind of fun. That uh, is like an aircraft, isn't it? Well, it's more like a car, really, in some ways. Yeah, it's uh, a hybrid, too, isn't it? Yeah. What I found was it was virtually impossible to drive. You need a, a really big space to right. to play with it. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this would be... this. I can fly in a in this room. Uh, if you mean the microphone. Like well, yeah, did. like you just did, and hopefully it'll fly again It'll be day. fine. <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, I recommend you buy one. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes, actually, because okay. I, I found a link well, to it. Well, if we it. have broken it, it'll be in the Gadget Graveyard next oh, week. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I guess my old one's in the Gadget Graveyard. Wow. Because I, I think I didn't treat the battery very well. So he's got little lithium polymer batteries yeah. in there, 3.7 uh, milliampere hour, something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know those things. So it's fantastic. Mm. and fantastic. Yeah, um, you've only got a you know hovercraft. That's the only remote control thing you've got? Oh, uh, well, you know, I've had a oh, sorry, radio control cars. Actually, what I thought was quite interesting, I was, yeah. you know, because actually, interestingly, I've been playing with helicopters recently as well. Cause, what? Because my boys wanted to, they've been playing with one I've got. And it's it's really rubbish compared to uh, what you've got there in terms of the fact that, you know, it mostly it spins around and around and around. Yeah. But it does go it up and down. hasn't got gyroscope, Richard. It does go up and down. And, and my two-year-old, when I say, just just land it gently, just just kills, <laughs> kills the throttle and it just falls yeah, it from falls. the sky. Well, like it does a, like land a, it gently, yeah. Like yeah. a bird hit with a shotgun. And, um... So yeah, I was kind of on the on the website, and what I thought was quite funny actually was so back when I was maybe uh, fifteen or sixteen, I got a radio controlled car, you know the wow. old Tamiya. Oh right, and, yeah. And what was really neat was that Tamiya re-released those same models, and mm. and kind of the big thing now was that rather than have it assembled for you by some poor little Chinese person at two dollars a day, right? You can do it. You yourself. Can, you can do it yourself. Wow. Now that costs more. Self service. It costs more, I think, to, for them right. to actually put all the pieces in a box, yeah. unassembled, and send that to you than it does to actually get it assembled in a plant, um, <laughs> because because of the manufacturing process. And so, yeah, you, you pay a premium for that. But yeah. it's like, wow, I could build my own again. That'd be kind of cool. I don't really have um, remote control cars really moved on much. No. You know, in the last, I think they go faster. Years. They do go faster, and probably longer because of better batteries. But fundamentally, they're not any more exciting. And this, for me, this is the pinnacle of, um, I guess, uh, a childhood dream. I used to dream of having something that I could fly yeah, inside yeah, the yeah. house that would be remote control. And, and, you know, when I, when I got the one a few Christmases ago, it, was, it really was Christmas. 
Yeah. It was like Christmas, yep. and I tell you what, a couple of days when I got this from got this home, it was like Christmas again, <laughs> and it's, it's you know it exceeds my expectations. Every time I fly it, it's just like this is amazing. I mean, it's more amazing than an iPad. <gasps> is it magical? Revolutionary? Oh, it, it's it's revolutionary. Oh. It's very revolutionary. Well, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I was speaking to someone uh, not so long ago, talking about radio controlled stuff and whether they've evolved. And, and he was kind of saying he was really excited, you know, when his son got into into radio controlled racing because he thought there's yeah. there's a reasonably you know you know you, there's well, an upfront capital cost, but otherwise yeah. reasonably cheap. Until yeah. so he discovered that uh, you go through a set of tires every race, right? And the tires are really expensive. These are just a remote, no, yeah, remote control car. Those high yeah. the, the the high speed cars, the not the off road ones. Should drive it slower. They yeah. they they yeah. just burn through their rubber. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to get a bigger helicopter? Then, or what well, I thought about getting a big helicopter, and then um, yeah, I was kind of worried that you, for about. Three four hundred dollars. Yeah, you can yeah, get one yeah. with a wingspan. Uh, sorry, a, a rotor span of about uh, seventy centimeters. Right. Yeah. So you're starting to get a fair size. Is which that means it's spinning. Yeah, yeah electric yeah, spinning. Okay. Starting to spin pretty fast. Yeah. So if you get that wrong, you uh, could kill somebody. Somebody's going to die. Mm. Yeah. Small and, child, uh, two year old. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I just know that that's not wife friendly. No, know? wife wife wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> yeah. Very protective of the children. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you should um, maybe get one of these little micro ones. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely going to get one. You can definitely, you can go, a sl- the next scale up's about 120 Kiwi dollars for something that's probably about three times the size. And what amazes me is that you yeah. still, uh, you still just charge it. What, what really impresses me is that this thing charges off USB. So, you know, there's power sources everywhere. I can even just use, a, you know, one of those uh, phone chargers, yeah. USB phone yeah. chargers and, and do that. Uh, so you could charge it in a car. I could. I could fly it. You could possibly fly it whilst you're driving. Yeah. That might be a little bit dangerous. True. It's probably marginally more dangerous than using your mobile phone whilst driving. I would say so. Well, uh, a, heck of a, a heck of a lot more fun, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. I don't know if I could do it whilst I was driving because it would be quite hard to hold the steering wheel as well as the hand controller. True. So Anyway, may, maybe next time you'll have one. Maybe, yeah. And then we could sort of have an ear battle. I think so. That would be... No, you look, you were precious. It barely touched the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and it ran home to a little, little hangout there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I am kind of protective of it. And, I'd yeah, like to I, and I'd just like to note that you haven't offered to let me fly it. Okay, well, not, maybe, even, not even a hint, not of a, you know, <laughs> oh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's just like, here's my... Here, I'll show you how it flies. Here, I'm putting it down there. I, I figured... You've flown in helicopter before, Richard. What? Okay, after the podcast finish, you can have a fly of it, okay? Oh dear, my crash no, It's pretty robust. The guy said that he, the guy that showed it to me said, "Look, hey, I've been running the same model for, since November. I've crashed it heaps of times. Look, it's really flexible and been here. This thing's robust." He said, "Go into Dick Smith's and you ask them to show you one of their uh, micro helicopters and get them to crash it right. and see if they'll even do that for you." What about you. the dentist put in your microphone? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, so no, the guy was super confident, and okay. and that that confidence that he exuded. Yeah, you know where that confidence you know, comes from? What? It's the fact that he's an exhibitor in a mall and he won't be there next week. Yeah, I, I guess so. He gave me a card, did he? You know, with an email address. Yeah, and maybe he said just if you want you. spare parts, oh, okay. you know, you could you could email us. Wow. Uh, I, yeah. Look, and this it a, it's, a repu- it's a reputable brand. Yeah? Summer. Okay. You know, I, no, I researched. I use that Google. Um, Google. You Google. No, um, using Chroma. No, I use the awesome oh, sorry, bar. we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used the Google and I, I looked it up and uh, everyone reckons it's like the primo micro-helicopter. Um, usually you do the Google Man, research. you're really painful for an impulse buyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. couldn't just buy it and enjoy it. You had to like Google and prove oh, yourself. Are you not like this? See, when I do an impulse buy, 
and then I got to like know that I've actually bought something decent. I it's go too to, late, buddy. I, go, I know it is, but I I got to go home and research it and make myself feel good that, that I bought it. Otherwise, I get buyer's remorse. Well, I do if I research it and then uh, and then it says actually you bought a piece of crap. Yeah, um, that's the because because you could get buyer's remorse without actually ever getting it out back. It you, you could. Yeah, yeah. So ideally, what I should do is research something before I buy it. But not really an impulse buy then, is it? No, no, no. It's kind of an uninformed. It's an yeah. Anyway. So, uh, look, I do this all for you, Richard, and our listeners, our wonderful listeners who, you know, might be in the market for a, a micro... No self-gratification at all. <laughs> all right. Hey, um, did you have anything with the gadget graveyard? I got nothing for the gadget graveyard, no. All right. I think I'm cleaning out a gadget. I, surely not. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I think you're I just... just going to be bothered. <clears throat> you're just uh, lazy today. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I will put into the gadget graveyard my old um, helicopter, uh, which... Uh, just wait a second, since we're on a helicopter thing. Uh, I, the reason why you can tell this one's kind of not um, maybe as as cool as the other one is it's all plastic, and it's also made by a company that I can't even pronounce, Taihingbao, Taihingbao Toys, uh, which I presume is also from mainland China, and it's a Combat Four Super Helicopter Special Mission. <laughs> you know the thing that's deceiving me is well, that you kept the box. Well, of course I Not kept only the did box. You kept the box. You put it back in its box like it's new. Well, yeah, I might be able to sell it on uh, that's eBay like, or something. Really? No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'm far too ethical. Uh, well, yeah, I, I have um, dreams uh, of maybe. Res- see, this looks very much like my one. I is... have dreams of resurrecting it. Right. <clears throat> I don't know actually how because I know nothing about uh, you know mini aeronautics and and micro helicopters. But don't, don't you have that sometimes when something dies and you kind of, you hope you're going to have like a Lazarus kind of moment with your device that it will one day come back to life? Our microwave did that just the other day. Mm. I just left it for a couple of days and well, well I came not, when, not when they die, die. No, when they die, die. No, I tend Well, to th- this has died but, not, um, from, not from misadventure. It's just simply not working anymore. And I really don't know why. So I'm, I'm Yeah, so you, should, you should bin that. <laughs> I, yeah, well, put that, send that to the moon. Or give it to your children. Yeah, give it to play. So... I thought I might be able to like harvest spare parts from it and True. and use it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. Hey, have you still listening, listeners? I might just ask if you could do us a, a wee favour. Some of you have already done this, but if you haven't done this yet, please go to iTunes and um, you know give us a rating. Leave a comment if you wish. You know, you can you can do that and say, you know, this is a really cool podcast. But give us a rating, if you will, and um, that's just going to help get us maybe back into that, um, uh, into the cycle of iTunes, um, you know, being in the featured list. And we're just on a bit of a drive at the moment to, you know, keep, keep the podcast. It's important for our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we just to say us. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So, um, yeah, if you, if you could do that, it'd be fantastic. Also, if you've got anything that you want us to talk about um feel free to um you want to send us money yeah don't be silly richard helicopter helicopter yeah actually send us money so we could <laughs> you want to if you want to tell us yeah. about that and richard could buy a he could buy a 3ds oh yeah and then get buyer's yeah. remorse that's right no, no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go and play with one next time we're gonna do that richard okay we'll so do. yeah leave, leave us some feedback on the blog if you'd like it to, us to talk about any um topics uh, that's actually probably a good thing because then you know you get to hear about things that you're interested in hearing, not just what we're prattling on about uh, as we've been doing for the last well, seventeen that's, episodes. It's challenging the whole basis of the podcast. Oh, it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's obviously our but discretion. We can try that. Yeah. It's obviously our discretion. No, no, we, we occasionally do that. People um, give us suggestions, and um, yeah, um, it's episode seventeen. Thanks so for geeking out with us. Hey, no, that's my line. Richard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, I thought we were going to do change. 
I'm not really that good with change, okay, actually, right. in you know, in situ. We'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait till episode 18 before we actually think about changing the format. All right. Thanks right. for geeking out with us. No, that's my line. Oh, right, okay, sorry. okay. So, okay, um, uh, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geeking.